Hello. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> That's going in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy, Chase. And it's your boy, Nick. Uh, today, we got a good show. Today, we're going to discuss, of course, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Big movie. Uh, they debuted on HBO Max. Uh, of course, we're going to discuss... Big like movie, a... fight of the century, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, then, of course, we're going to discuss, as we said before, we're going to give weekly reviews of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well as Invincible. So we have a new show we're going to review weekly. Uh, and we're going to discuss the Saw trailer, the Spiral Book of Saw, the, uh, I guess, continuation of the Saw movies, spinoff of the Saw movies, I guess you would say. Uh, a reboot. That looks like a soft reboot. Yeah, um, which is starring Chris Rock. Um, so that's very interesting. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, how are you two doing? Doing all right, man. Can't complain. How about you, Nick? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I actually got my second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. So it's nice. Uh, I got that good old uh, Bill Gates microchip in me. It, <laughs> nice. It, it, how does cool. it feel? Um... I mean, besides a strong urge to play Montero on repeat, uh, <laughs> fine, fine, really. <laughs> I just want to go straight down to hell and give Satan a lap dance. It, it's yeah, no big deal. <laughs> what was like the big deal with that? Because like I still haven't seen the the music video, but doesn't he like kill Satan at the end of the video? So why is that a problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because uh, oh, it's a problem because he's a black. <laughs> gay musician uh, okay. that's why uh, that's okay. the entire problem okay uh so it's racism and homophobia not the, uh, <laughs> yeah not it, the satanic it's, it's the tri it's the, <laughs> it's the it's the trifecta of pissing off uh, the the good old cr- pearl clutching christian moms it's yeah gay black and rap music yeah <laughs> well hip-hop music uh, yeah because yeah. the uh, rap music is like perfect of, of white christian outrage yeah i mean rap music now has become i mean you got drake i think i think even soccer moms listen to drake so i don't think it's as, as scary as maybe it once was like when it very first came out i mean true, it's still, but you add true but you add satanic imagery and the black dude hmm. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> That's scary. Is That's he, spooky shit yeah, right well, there. Yeah, Lil Nas X is like just mixing stuff like uh, like the Professor and Powerpuff Girls. It's like, all right, some, uh, Satan imagery, some uh, some uh, oh, some uh, home, some uh, gay stuff, and hip hop music. <laughs> that's uh, yeah no that struck a nerve. But I mean, like it's 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 a masterclass in trolling though. Like he, like his whole career so, is a masterclass in trolling. Mm. Yeah, he is very good at playing the whole marketing social media game. He's very good on Facts. social media, yeah. you know, um, and he's not as it, it doesn't ever get to a dangerous level like, you know, Takashi yeah. 69. You know what I mean? It's not no. like that. Yeah. It's, it's all it's it's actually good trolling. It's fun. It's never, you know, something it's like, you know, funny stuff trolling. That, it's never. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's he's yeah. The difference between him and 69 is Nas X is actually funny. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I followed him first as a, for being a meme account. Like, 
the whole music thing was just like an afterthought <laughs> until Old Town Road popped off. <laughs> it was like the dude. It was like he was uh, on his way of being a shit poster, and then yeah. he just tripped and tripped into a recording booth. Yeah, no, yeah. literally, like that's how Old Town Road was. It was like it was a happy accident. <laughs> Started off as a meme, and then out of nowhere, just like, oh wait, this is a song. <laughs> yeah. And what platinum? How? Yeah. Yeah. And that was that song was number one for I think like what it was like something like. 20 weeks 22 weeks or something long, long yeah. enough long enough for it to be featured in the last rambo trailer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, and uh speaking of trailers absolutely. <laughs> um so with spiral uh book mm. of saw the movie starring uh chris rock samuel jackson uh which seems to be a continuation of the saw series um did you guys check out the trailer by any chance yeah i just saw it of course. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, Loki. I'm a huge fan of the Saw franchise. I remember seeing uh, the first one in theater uh, on Blu-ray, and then from there, I think it was the sixth one that was coming out, and I got to see that at a midnight showing. Which those are the most fun at like a midnight crowd. Which yeah, unfortunately, it's not looking like we're gonna be able to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah um but you know in this trailer so you see you know basically the same thing that you've seen in other saw movies you know you have a character a serial killer character who's kidnapping people making them play a game you know toying with the detectives trying to investigate the case um so very similar stuff that you've seen before it's just about why the killer is doing what he's doing because i've seen some of the saw movies um the ideology of why he did what he did was kind of always kind of in and out it's kind of shaky Oh, the, the story of those movies are all over the fucking place. It's like he starts out, it's like, yes, you don't appreciate life. Therefore, I'm going to put you in the strap and torture the fuck out of you until you do. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, and like then, people... Then as they went along, it became more... It came more like he's kind of like a vigilante. He was, like, targeting, like, corrupt city officials, corrupt police officers, uh, uh, corrupt medical insurance heads which is yeah. the basis of the sixth one, which uh, the same director of that is returning here, as well as uh, the same writers. Because mm, uh, yeah. this is directed by Darren Lynn Bousman, who did Saw 2, 3, and 6, which 3 is eh, but I genuinely like 2 and 6. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I would have to go back and look at a lot of other of the Saw movies to see which ones I like and pick them out uh, specifically. Uh, but with this one, um, you know, it looks like so, you know, somewhat that maybe the killer has a personal involvement with the Chris Rock character. Maybe they, they're intertwined in some way, uh, which is nice. Maybe they're, you know, intertwined in some way. Um, and a lot of this movie, so it, it depends on what direction they're going to go for. They're going to go for the mostly because Saw, they're going to treat Saw like kind of like a Final Destination situation where are they going to just put so much focus on the traps and the in the. Uh, the kills rather than actually than the story and the characters um chris rock which was kind of which was kind of the detriment of the latter saw movies of, yeah of the weaker ones um but it it but just looking at this trailer and the teaser that they released previously it looks like they're going for more of a more of a seven tone because there are definitely a lot of similarities to like something like seven 
leaving messages behind it. it looks like they're dealing with more relevant topics like today because like the new puppet it's like a little piggy in a police uniform hmm okay hmm. yeah so they could be a lot of people speculating could be about the killer's motivation is against the police maybe mm -hmm. the situation police brutality situation that could be what the big motivating factor for this killer mm -hmm. is so I mean, it looks interesting. I think Chris Rock, um, you know, leading this. I think Chris Rock has gotten better as an actor as he's gone along. Um, oh, I still yeah. don't think he, he's amazing uh, in the last season of Fargo, which I, I finally got to check on. He's amazing in that. I mean, in comparison to most of his other acting roles. Yeah, I, have, I still have to check out the the latest season of Fargo. I usually keep up with Fargo. I like that show a lot. I have to check that mm -hmm. uh, new newest season out with him in it. I think I'm a couple seasons behind because I don't think I saw the season with Ewan McGregor either. So I have to check that one out too. Um, but I, I mean, I, I still don't think, you know, his still his top performance is when he was the crackhead in New Jack City. That's still his, you know, the pinnacle <laughs> performance. I thought he did the, the best. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was really convincing. I really believed that. That, that was probably the best acting he's done. help me, I'm gonna die. <laughs> You ain't shit, Josh. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a great. I'm the, that was a good performance. It was New Jack when he was a crackhead in New Jack City. That was great. I mean, of course, was, being I mean, the crackhead is is your favorite uh, role for yeah, him. Yeah, you always got to pick crackhead role. Yeah, you know. Next, you're gonna tell me Dave Dave's best role was being a crackhead too. <laughs> it was one of his funniest skits. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that was one of his funniest skits. Mm, but okay. Um. So I'm, I'm sorry. Uh. To, uh uh clinton bigsby is sitting right here yeah it's it's a classic i mean he's had a lot of classic sets you know things like oh that so it's, it's you know in competition but yeah like i said from this trailer it, it looks really good um you know something that we're looking forward to seeing uh when does this come out uh let me see uh i have to check out when the spiral movie comes out because it comes out this year hopefully it's going to come on vod but uh, it says right here may 14th mm -hmm. uh it's, it's mm -hmm. going to come out um, so I don't know if it's going to be a VOD release or a, um, maybe release in theaters. Um, it says here right now, it's yeah. just scheduled um, to be released. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so okay. for me, uh, yeah, Saw was kind of a late discovery. I didn't really get into them until like around Saw 6. And then I started watching him and realized that these movies are essentially just an annual soap opera with mm. a lot of blood and guts. And yeah. that's what they are and those are cheesy but the better ones in that franchise were the ones that went to that dealt with kind of that, that went with something that okay we're actually gonna try to say something here about the state of america like the sixth one was talking about the healthcare crisis that was when um health insurance and that crisis in the news and it looks like this one they're it looks like they're dealing with like police brutality which especially given the previous year we've had couldn't be uh, more relevant. I am curious that this is a story that was pitched by Chris Rock. He came to them with mm. this idea, and then they bankrolled it. And you got a guy like Samuel L. Jackson, which, let's be real, an A-lister like him would never be in a Saw movie unless he saw something in, in this story. Mm -hmm. I'm more curious and cautious because... Uh, because it has like kind of a red, big red flag as far as like movie trailers go, where like the end where they show the release, they also show featuring Spiral by 21 Sat, new music by 21 Sat, including the new single Spiral, which hmm. the last movie that marketed itself with the new song was uh, Elizabeth Banks' Charlie's Angels. 
and mm. we saw how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. So you getting you getting trap music with your traps? That's pretty good. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. that's a combination. Yep. I'm surprised hasn't been done before. Music. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, very good. So you know, look forward to seeing it, seeing what it offers, uh, and what it brings to the table. So. Moving on from discussing Spiral, we're going to discuss the main event on the card here: uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Seven hundred feet tall, weighing in at five kilotons. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So this is, you know the big event that people were like you know waiting for and it's not godzilla v kong it's not a court battle it's not like batman v no it's not godzilla v kong dawn of the fucking like monster verse or whatever it's godzilla versus kong yeah you know uh absolutely um and you know the main kind of stuff it boils down to here is it's you know godzilla versus kong um you know all the other stuff is secondary who really cares uh you know what i mean you're just kind of interested in yep. you know who's how adam, adam wingard took adam wingard with uh directing this he took a look at the criticism of the previous monsters with kong that was kind of more lighthearted. that was a lot more fun the human characters were just kind of like yeah whatever we all know what we're here to see and with the previous godzillas it was like one, Godzilla is barely in these fucking movies, and I do not give a shit about any of these humans. Yeah. And he took that criticism to say, okay, best of both worlds. The humans in here, while they are not that important, they are at least uh, charismatic and cool enough that I didn't mind when we were on them for a while. Especially because um, because the humans in this movie are essentially just the exposition characters. They're, they're just here to explain to us what's going on and then okay got it got it okay back to kong okay um so with these monsterverse movies it's starting off with godzilla um i i i um thought godzilla the, the 2014 one was kind of dull uh kind of boring um don't think they really you know they did the, try to hold do the thing where they kind of showed kind of be the mysterious side of it kind of show the more kind of ominous side of godzilla and, and but it it made for a very lackluster kind of film because you really want to see godzilla in action mm -hmm. and they didn't really do that enough it wasn't something like shin godzilla which you know had a much smaller budget but it was showing godzilla more from a government response perspective rather than the creature itself which, which was very interesting if that's what you wanted to do with that and a lot of people do praise that film for that um then after that one there was i believe it was kong skull island uh right after that one came out three years later 2017 which is i think the second best one out of these you know from this one from you know king of the monsters i think it's the second best one i think with that one there was a better story there was a good mm -hmm. more i think human element to kong i mean i think it's easier to root for kong in some cases than godzilla because it's more of a human element with the character you he can mm -hmm. more you can look at his face he can yeah be yeah because kong is kong is a essentially a giant giant ape he's able to like express human emotions so it's easier for us to sympathize with him as a character also you had probably one of the best John C. Riley performances in an actual really heartfelt story in that. Yeah, you know, and that's what also I was... The, uh, oh, go, what you say? Also, just with uh, Jay Wiggum in that, the funniest 
fucking fake out heroic death I've ever seen in theaters. It was like he's going towards one of the monsters with two grenades, and the monster just like slaps him into a mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, everybody talks about that death scene, like yeah. one of the most wasted deaths in any movie ever. Like just completely. That is, that is the uh, best one by far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the John C. Riley character, I think he's the best human character they've ever had in these MonsterVerse mm. movies. Mm -hmm. I think he was able to bring the humor, and but bring also the good emotion and heart to the film as well. Um, and the whole story with Kong itself, of him you know, protecting this island, and you know, especially the, the smaller creatures from these skull crawlers, you know, that was a good element of it as well. Um, so I, I really did appreciate it. And a lot of the fights, they were in daytime. So you starred in broad daylight, and he looked amazing, and the fights looked really good. Um, and then there was King King of the Monsters, Godzilla, um, which I thought was an improvement over Godzilla. You got to see Godzilla fight a lot more. Um, you know, King Ghidorah and all these other different creatures. He even had a love interest in it who he was hanging out with. Um, you know what I mean? So that was pretty nice. But a lot of it, the fights felt kind of the same. A lot of the fights, they were in darkness at nighttime, had kind of that blue tint kind of glow to it all the time you know in the fights uh but with this one here i will say a lot of the fights there are in daytime so you make out clearly perfectly with cyberman yeah. special effects look amazing yeah. um i think i i think i did this movie a disservice by watching it at home um i think this would be amazing if you actually went to the theater to go see it if you you know if you feel safe enough to do so uh, to see it in like, I mean, this is a type of movie that you would want to see in IMAX, that you want to see in a big theater yeah. with, the, with the, the, uh, the sound system so loud that it actually shakes your seat. I mean, this is kind of something that you'd want. Like you would want to feel every single hit and every single slap that each creature is doling out on each other. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is something that would be heavily beneficial from that. Um, the human characters in this one. So in this one, um, you have some returning characters from the other movies. Uh, like Godzilla King of Monsters, you see Millie Bobby Brown, she's back, she was in that one. You see Kyle Chandler's back in this one. Kyle Chandler has barely hey, he's, yeah, he's the, in like five minutes of this, and thank God. Yeah, he's he's barely in this. Um you um you also have the Brian Tyree Hear Me character, um who's much different role than I've ever seen him play before. Usually, you know, I've seen him in Atlanta. Um, seeing him when he was in um, that movie Hotel Artemis with Jodie Foster, when he was in Widows. This is a much kind of different role that I'm typically used to seeing uh, Brian Tyree Henry in it. But it's it's a little goofy. It's a little cartoonish. Sometimes in these monster movies, I feel like they have to have a character who's so overly cartoonish or overly mm -hmm. kind of goofy. And a lot of these, they feel like they have to have that character or, or kind of overplay that character in these movies a lot. Um, well, so I, I, I'd rather I'd rather it be over the top than be so self serious like the previous Godzilla movies. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, you also have uh, Julian Dennison in this one. Uh, people, he and, was in, he was a kid in Deadpool too, um, <laughs> and he was in Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, him, you know, he kind of, they kind of pile around. So the three of them kind of have their own story piling around a little bit because Brian Tyre Henry has this uh, conspiracy podcast. Yeah, I felt he, like he, yeah, Brian Tyre Henry is playing Alex Jones. Let's be real. Yeah. So, but you know, but actually, he's actually correct for the, his information. He's actually got facts. You know what yeah. I mean? Actually, he actually operates in facts actually <laughs> uh, because he actually works at the um, at this industry called Apex, uh, which is head up by D uh, Damian Bashir. Um, and there's this big kind of, uh, you know, weapons uh, uh, program. Um, who's uh, And his daughter in this is, um, what's her name? Uh, Azaya Gonzalez. 
from yeah, good yeah from uh, Baby Driver, from uh, from uh, Dust Till Dawn. I care a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. from I care a lot. She's also she was the Salma Hayek role in the uh, from Dust Till Dawn TV series um, as well when they did uh, the, the TV series of that. Um, and a lot of stuff in this. I mean, the 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 like science fiction element in this is hyped up a lot because they drive around in like these like there's some almost some stuff out of marvel i mean like these kind of spaceships they kind of ride around and traveling to these kind of different locations it's very interesting i I, w- I was not expecting a sequel to the core in my in my godzilla versus kong movie <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 like wow i mean the technology that they have in this is kind of just like wow this is impressive um so you know so you have these human characters again i don't think any of the human characters in this one compare to John C. Riley at all in Skull Island. Um, I don't think it even comes close to, I think, what he did in that film. Um, and they try to give some backstory to some characters, like Brian Tyre Henry. Of course, he has to have a lost spouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's always an immediate way to get you to feel for characters, like, oh, they lost a, a sibling yeah. or a relative. Also, or also, nobody starts a conspiracy podcast if they are happily married. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. Um, you also have uh, Alexander Skarsgård in this, um, mm. and then him and Rebecca Hall, um, and uh, the child in this, who um, who the deaf child in this actually is really deaf. Um, so they did get a real deaf child to be a part of this, and she, you know they uh, created kind of like this hollow earth, basically for Kong, where he can get to you know, kind of play around this world. Basically, just created one big uh, zoo for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, have this all this whole big zoo by himself. Um, and so I thought that was really nice. They actually had a girl in this who was really deaf, and they did sign language in it, uh, which makes me think like if they want to do kind of more of these, you know, Kong movies and everything like that. And you want to even have him be even more kind of bring out the more human element of him, if he could actually do more sign language, you know, and and like you know actually maybe you know kind of like Planet of the Apes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was about maybe. to say, okay, Caesar. You know, <laughs> they do more kind of, you know that element that'd be interesting if they like, kind of... uh, the next the next movie it's a uh, uh, Planet of the Kong. It's just Kong being <laughs> yeah. an you army of intelligent apes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Caesar, Caesar just comes in as the post-credit scene. And is like, I want to talk to you about the ape initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, brings in all the famous apes. You know, what I mean, he even converts like Gorilla Grodd into a good guy, and it's the the monkey from the Wonder Twins. He brings in all the fucking <laughs> apes from all the universes. Goes to the multiverse. Well, it's I all mean, the none apes. of them can fight Kong, the so they're gonna have to be good. Apes. Yeah, maybe yeah, if Kong maybe... is like their tank. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if Gorilla Grodd set up like a you know big machine like a his own Cerebro, maybe he can mind control Kong if he sets up his own Cerebro. Mecha Kong. Yeah, like see, see, we look. That's a good sequel, man. I'm telling you, man. That's a good. We got to start saying these good ideas. I don't want them to take our ideas. Yeah, this is good nah, ideas. They you gotta know, pay us. Yeah. Hey, 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 Warner Brothers, hit us up. These are, we got some good ideas, man. Let's <laughs> write that I mean, script. I mean, I mean, I mean, Warner Brothers. Uh, do you hate money? Yeah, this is this is this is good ideas, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. like yeah. a mind control Godzilla, and then he's fighting. He's crossing the multiverse and teams up with other Godzilla. This is good ideas. This is money. Godzilla, uh, Kong teams up with the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I and mean, then this have is... Godzilla team up Kong. with uh, with Thanos or no no yeah. no Galactus. Like, uh, Godzilla teams up with uh, with a. Uh, uh, 
like the Justice League, and every time he leaves, you got a trio of horny Icelandic yeah. women left their village. Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense for Kong to be a part of the Avengers because he had his own kind of axe in this, like Thor had his axe. I mean, I'm like, true, like, true, what, true. What, he what had did, a uh, nuclear what, axe, though. Yeah, what did uh, Thor call his weapon again? What was it? Um, oh, Stormbreaker. Mm. He had his own Stormbreaker in this. I'm like, damn. I'm like, wow, he's got his own Stormbreaker. Like, I guess you call it Nuke Breaker because. Yeah. Well, which no, that's. Is, by okay. the way. Holy shit, that's terrible. Damn. Okay. Which, I wish I had a soundboard for that. Oh, what, Nuke Breaker? Yeah, I wish I had a soundboard. Yeah. Which, by the way, how did nobody get ra radioactive poisoning in this entire uh, film? Well, we don't we don't know yet. Maybe they're gonna. Stop! 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 Right there! Stop! Right there! Chase, you were trying to use logic <laughs> with a movie called Godzilla versus Kong. I'm just I'm just talking shit. Stop um, that shit! Stop listen, that man. shit right now! Listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. Be real. Listen, Let's be real. This listen, movie is listen, fucking stupid. Listen, Let's be real. Man. It's stupid, but it's. Fun. It's the most fun I've had watching a movie this year so far. Yeah. This movie knows exactly what it is. It knows you do not give a shit about the human characters. You do not give a shit about plot. You just are here to see giant monsters beat the shit out of each other. It's been, and well, it delivers. So here's my problem, right? Because mm. it does try to act like the human characters exist for a little bit too long. Um, and it's not like i mean i guess you could argue against me saying like they don't take the human characters that seriously but like i didn't need the conspiracy theorist uh paper boy and millie bobby brown storyline i really didn't <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah I, I didn't need the trio of paper boy fucking uh, 11 and fire fist yeah yeah no i that didn't need to happen that was not the crossover i wanted from this movie um now everything going on with Kong and like uh the girl i think that is pretty pretty decent um mm. i think they do a pretty decent job trying to get you to care about both of them um and like she is an actor like she shows a good range of emotions um especially because i'm imagining she had to look at like a big ass fucking green ball or something but <laughs> But, you know, I just wish that this movie spent a lot less time with the human characters. Um, and the <laughs> one human character that actually did kind of interest me, they spent no time with, which was the guy making Mecha Godzilla. And that could have been at least like if you are going to have a human element, that could have been at least like a little bit more interesting to spend more time mm. with than the uh, the the. Uh, scooby-doo trio you got going on with paper boy which, 11. Which it, is, it, it is kind of sad because uh if you look at the cast list it, it's a lot bigger because you have mm. char another character returning from uh, godzilla king of the monsters and uh zhang ji -E, mm -hmm. who was like one of the scientists who was studying him jessica henwick was attached to this at one point and it looks like those scenes got cut along mm. with development for the villain characters the people designing mecha godzilla because um i was looking i was looking it up the japanese man who is like the pilot for mecca he's ken what he's supposed to be the son of ken watanabe's character that's who really? he's supposed to be 
Yeah, and I guess that just got cut. Huh. Yeah, no, I'd much rather spend time with him and just like say like give Godzilla like a trail of like uh like a whole worldwide tour of bases to to destroy because he's sensing like the the uh energy of Mecha and he's just like mm. tearing up each base and God and Khan is like trying to chase after him pretty much. I'd much rather that story with uh mm. than what we got. But, you know, it is what it is. Once we got to the action, that was fun. The way they fight, the fight choreography in this film, phenomenal. Some of the best yeah, action it, scenes it, we've seen it, this decade. <laughs> yep, and it's um, and everything. Even when it's at night, it's mm -hmm. all well lit. You can yeah. see everything going on. The color palette in this, I never knew a fucking neon mm. uh, Godzilla Kong movie would look as good as this does. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Just the way that they're able to use Khan and Godzilla's abilities in this film um, is a lot it, like it 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 it, it um, fixed a lot of the issues with uh, King of the Monsters combat, which was basically, you know, just like big monster punching and 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 uh, and, and fire breathing because Khan has an intellect. So he's able to like figure out and maneuver. All right like he's actually using like low-key some like ufc type shit sometimes <laughs> um and you know he's using like weapons he has opposable thumbs so that helps um and you know godzilla is kind of just adapting to him as as and they're adapting to each other as the fights go on um which i thought was really interesting um but it's just the human say... element man the human element drags this shit for me <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think the human element does a good job of taking you from, you know, one scene to the next scene and then, it, it you know, up until there's the next big fight scene. Yeah, uh, and I, I think, my, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, my favorite kind of, you know, human character in this is probably the, the, the little girl, the, the deaf girl. I think she's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, her relationship with Kong, like you said, I think is the more heart of the film there. Mm -hmm. um, just having their whole, you know, speaking through sign language, I think is very, very good. Um, in this film, um, I will say that um, obviously spoilers because uh, we brought up you know Mecha Godzilla and stuff like that. Yeah, and, knew. <laughs> you know what I mean. Everybody you know, fucking knew. You know, so I <laughs> they, for that. they didn't even try to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, he was in the trailer. You can look at the trailer and you see a background shot that somebody's looking at, like like a monitor or something like that. Mm. Where you see, you know, obviously mechanized. So that was kind of, yeah, it was big. But just, you know, spoilers, you're going to put it on the front of the video and everything like that. Just to let people know um, in case, you know, nobody wants to check it out. Um, nah, fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, you know, y'all knew. Y'all yeah. knew. Um, so like, for something everybody fucking knew. Yeah. Um, so, like Chase said, I mean, the, the fight choreography in this is really amazing. I mean, obviously, this being a film made in 2021, you can do a lot of more stuff in the special effects mm -hmm. um, than you ever could before, you know, when these creatures first existed. Um, and that that adds to the benefit a lot. Um, and I think the back and forth that these creatures have is really great. Um, you know, I think that obviously, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, one of the down kind of elements of this, like, you know, we've been saying kind of human elements and kind of some of the characters, which is, you know, gonna, kind of kind of going to be the weaker things in a lot of these movies. Um, which is kind of going to be a big criticism a lot of people have with a lot of the situations. Yeah. But the main characters are Godzilla and Kong and how well, you know, do those two characters do at making you, you know, kind of care about them, care about this fight, you know, care about what's happening. Because sometimes even if you have good action, 
you have to have meaning sometimes behind it or mm-hmm. it has to be somewhat you know because you know it can be a situation like man of steel where okay you get these people punching each other but it means nothing like it, it means nothing it there's no real stakes to anything um you know this one i mean both people you know both characters are at risk of losing their life i mean even though you're not knowing they're not going to do it, and they're going to kill off kong or godzilla but you know what i mean you know the the danger the threat is there um you know how they get kind of tired in the fight is is good you know what i mean like you know you see kong you know what i mean he's just like okay hold on hold on hold on, hold on. give me a minute okay just give me some water hold on give me a break you know time out real quick you know what i mean rap rap man yeah you know what i mean um so man. you know I, I wish I, and we talked about this prior I wish that they could have just turned this into an actual like UFC regulated fight like just have rounds we don't need we don't need the humans talking it's a it's a battle between the apex predators um just just get a ref do some rounds I'd much rather watch that for two hours than than what we got <laughs> uh, give us like so, different like different like uh locations like drop them off in antarctica for one round drop them off in a city for the second round drop them off next to a volcano much better movie <laughs> cut the check warner brothers <laughs> um so i guess to you know to give my my final thoughts about it wrap up about it um, okay. Very enjoyable, um, you know. Like I said, I think it's. I mean, if you can see it in theaters, I think it'd probably be a much better experience, you know, seeing it mm-hmm. uh, because definitely I think worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Um, fun movie, um, had a good time watching it. Thought it was really solid. Um, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Chase, uh, I'm like debating between a six and a seven because because the action is that good that it does deserve a seven but just the story well like you know like the actual like film elements of it make me feel like i shouldn't put this up next to my other sevens (laughs) but it is a fun movie so take that as you will (laughs) okay yeah nick um this movie is uh, just how I feel about it. It reminds me a lot of another movie we covered uh, a couple weeks ago, Boss Level. It's mm. just a very fun, fun two-hour beat-em-up movie with amazing action sequences and some and actual compelling fight between both Godzilla and Kong and a rare thing in a versus movie, there's an actual clear winner. Mm. It's not this bullshit of, okay, it's just going to be a situation where, okay, we're both too evenly matched or the fight gets stopped no there's a very clear if i wanted to i could kill you moment yeah and and while the human element of this is definitely the weakest part of it it didn't bother me in the same way that it did in godzilla or in king of the monsters Mm. it was like uh the chemistry between everybody was good enough even in the group that i like the least in uh in a, a, a Paperboy 11 and a Fire Fit, their chemistry was good enough that I didn't mind seeing them. I mm-hmm. wish it moved along, but it was all right. It was a nice breather in between the action sequences because if like if a sequence goes on too long, it just gets exhausting to follow. But for me, I'd say overall, I'd say this is a solid seven out of ten. I definitely recommend seeing this in theaters if you're if you're 
you know, you got your vaccine, you're wearing your mask, you're social distancing, or you just want to, like, put your mask on, spray some chrome on there, and just scream at the ticket clerk, WHAT NOT SMACK! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is... It, it sucks what's going on, because this is definitely, a the, like, a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, absolutely. But I am happy to, to be able to see it at home. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, all right. So moving on from discussing Godzilla versus Kong, we're going to discuss Invincible, uh, episode four, the Amazon Prime series. Um, and this episode, uh, we have a follow up. So uh, with this episode, we have Mark who continue who is continuing dating, um, trying to date his high school girlfriend, or trying to make it a thing. Uh, who's voiced by Zazie Beats. Um, uh, that girl's name, her character's name is Ashley, right? Does he beat character? No. What's, what's I, the... <laughs> I don't know her name, but it's definitely not Ashley. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I okay, but it's the Hold character on. voiced by... Oh, uh, Amber. Amber. Amber, yeah. Amber, okay. you will remember. Shout out to my Danny Phantom fans. Yeah, um... Amber. Okay, so yeah, with, uh, with Amber. <laughs> Um, so you have him who's he's continuously dating her uh, and, <clears throat> you know, gets into that situation kind of maybe we've all been on on the date where, you know, something you're looking at something and go, oh, yeah, this is nice. Yeah, I could definitely get it for you. Oh, wait, hold on. Look at the price. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, you, know what? Uh, you know what? Let's get you something a little cheaper. Let's, how about this? How about uh, water? How about this? This paper cup? I can get you this. This is nice. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, memory. I don't know you that well. <laughs> you know, like, oh Jesus. Uh. Yeah. Um, so they're hanging out at, a, you know, you're going on a date to a nice, like, festival, things like that. Um, you also, um, you have Dark Blood, uh, Damien Dark Blood, um, who's hot, still hot on the trails of Nolan, uh, Omni Man, um, trying to investigate the case of the murdered guardians. Um, that's always very interesting. Uh, Clancy Brown is, is really great. I mean, this is kind of a role that, I mean, he's kind of born to do. I mean, he was kind of born to play these type of characters. Yeah. Voice. I mean, this is kind of what yeah, he was yeah. made this, for. This Clancy Brown could do in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is this is kind of what he's made for. Um, you also have Sandra Oh, um, who, you know, starting to get a little bit more suspicious um, of Omni-Man, starting to kind of, you know, maybe kind of feel something's off. You know, Omni-Man is acting a little bit more different, mm. uh, acting distant, you know, mm. they start to have kind of a, uh, a spout with each other. Um, and the big thing about this episode is now you have a situation where uh, Mark gets his own mission, where he has to assist a um, team to Mars, and astronauts to Mars. Um, and it's funny, um, you know, the interaction he has when he goes on the mission um, and the agent who's voiced by uh, Walton Goggins says like okay well be careful there are martians that live underneath the planet he says oh wait there's martians that exist and he's like yeah where you think martian man comes from he's like oh well i didn't really think about that yeah good point yeah 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 i didn't really think about that yeah yeah um so you know i thought you know that was a nice you know kind of this kind of is more what the show can do so it can mm. go from something like what we've seen with the first episode with the, the kind of episodes being as violently brutal as kind of that stuff and being as dark as that to this one, which which would would which would be something you would more see in line of like Cartoon Network, you know, like a maybe a Young Justice episode where you know the mission, the mm -hmm. team, you know, has a, a kind of small A B kind of storyline mission of like they have to assist or escort some people to do something, which is more kind of in line which you would see with something like that, well, uh, which I, I 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, except with how oh, both yeah. of those stories end. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, the, the, you know, yeah. When yeah, it, gets it was like, it, like that, was, that was one of the better things about the comic. It was, it was mm -hmm. always, every story, it would have like this moment where uh, it's kind of like uh, something lighter tone, something you'd be, you'd probably see on like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon mm -hmm. until the reveal. And it reminds you how fucking violent and unforgiving this world is yeah <laughs> yeah which, which it, it didn't hit me as much as it did in the first episode but i was still like damn <laughs> yeah no mark screwed up heavily <laughs> and we'll see how much like that like yeah affects... mark, is I think mark is responsible for genocide yeah low like, key he shit, man. he accidentally caused a genocide uh, we'll see if that actually like affects him or his character later on down the line but like there's like moments like that and then also like we have a cold opening where um uh there's this like mummy resurrection and mark accidentally ends that already just by him flying over it <laughs> over the scene <laughs> oh yeah you remember that <laughs> When the mummy oh, yeah. is awakening and then out of nowhere um the tomb shuts down because him and omni man are just happen to fly by <laughs> <laughs> which was which was a nice opening like him teaching them how to fly more and how to be more proficient yeah. at it like that was a good scene yeah so i mean the show i mean it, it kind of has that that nice dark humor of the boys mm. you know but has that but it looks like a cartoon and you know has that kind of that feel like oh this is something i should be watching on you know cartoon network or something like that which kind of it, it's nice they're able to really balance those tones pretty well uh yeah. what did you guys yeah. think about this episode i liked it it was um it made me feel uneasy at points especially between um the mom and um omni man because I mean, I don't, I don't know what happens to her in the comics, but it really does feel like she's going to bite it. Like, <laughs> um, and because I feel like that's the only thing that will truly separate Omni-Man and um, and Mark is if something happens to her. And that whole episode, it felt like he was just going to snap on her. <laughs> I, I'm not. I mean, granted, it does seem like he, he loves her, but I'm not entirely convinced that he wouldn't you know just kill her <laughs> you know yeah with this show especially with how amazon uh, dropped it with just the first three episodes the tension is already high and mm. you already established that the that characters that are set up to be okay we're going to be following these guys around for the entire season this is going to be like our secondary uh protagonist and you kill them off that violently at the end of the first episode mm. and from there the tension is just ratcheted up you never know what is going to happen and you already know that omni-man is the guy who did it mm -hmm. you know he's capable of that you know he's capable of wiping out an entire planet by himself and especially in the scenes with him and uh, uh sandra o's character you never know where it's going to go which yeah. is just amazing writing on the show's part yeah because it's just like there's moments where he's like you know he's this lovable guy like father but then like he'll like say something very it, off it, like oh the, yeah no she drinks show, too much you know, and, JK, <laughs> and the show and jk simmons performance yeah. he is that that kind of performance is a tightrope 
Mm -hmm. It's like one minute he's like this loving, loving, caring father figure, loving husband, but you know, just one wrong thing and he can snap. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it reminds me of Whiplash uh, to some degree, just mm. like the way he's playing um, Omni Man, because like he'll go from like you know being like a somewhat considerate sounding mentor, and then out yeah, of nowhere don't, just snap yeah, if you're not yeah. on his tempo. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry yeah. about the timing. Just relax. Why do you suppose I threw a chair at your head? <laughs> and he's just like ramping that up as this like fatherly figure and husband character. And it's, 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 they're doing such a good job with that. It's, it's really. And he's so I, good at playing that loving other character. It mm. makes you almost forget. Yeah. This character is that monstrous deep down. It yeah. almost makes you forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm loving this show a lot, just for yeah. that relationship alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, this, this is only four episodes in, but it's actually becoming one of my favorite comic book shows out now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Even, even more than Harley Quinn the animated series, and hey, I said one of, not mine. Oh, I mean. God. I, I hate to I hate to say it like this, but I was I was much more hyped to watch this than I than I was uh, Cap and Falcon. I mean uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean even though I do like the show, don't get me wrong, yeah. but like I just love well, this Invincible, world and I think these characters. Invincible is something new. I think mm -hmm. it has more going for it. It's more of a style that I mean it, with these it, heroes. Invincible Invincible something newer. It's uh, it. Uh, just on the platform that it's on, it can tell these much darker stories than mm. you could in something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because while I agree with you, Chase, that show is it's awesome, it does have kind of the anchor of being in the MCU. Yeah. And, mm. and the stakes in that are kind of lowered in comparison to this. Yeah. Even though they, they do get into some good stuff in Winter Soldier, just about kind of some of the stuff they get into... Uh, more about you know kind of the government and everything like that but it's still marvel it's still disney it's still heavily filtered you know with all that you know with all the stuff that comes with that um, yeah yeah that that show is easily pg-13 this is a hard r oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So it. Yeah. It, it definitely. Um. It definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier makes love. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That show. That show makes love. Invincible. <laughs> it fucks. It fucks hard. Shout out to all the all the parents that accidentally played Invincible for their kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually made that confusion. Um. <laughs> I, I wish, uh, but, I, I wish, cause, I wish. Cause just a look at the show, you could very easily confuse this for like, yeah, this kid show, what? Yeah. TV MA rating. Okay, t yeah, little Timmy, you can watch it. The, the first episode at, oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this so show went from, from zero to David Fincher fast. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I mean to, to to wrap up you know, my thoughts about this episode, 
Uh, I thought it was a good, you know, solid episode. Um, I thought, you know, the situation where you find out the reveal at the end of this, um, just because I've, I've been kind of looking up some more stuff about the comic, um, you know, spoiling myself a little bit. Um, so the, the, the stuff with the with the robot, uh, what's the robot's name? Um, he, he, he's just called Robot, and he's voiced by a Zachary so from okay. Heroes, from J.J. Uh, uh, from Star Trek. Yeah. And um, story yeah american horror story um so i looked up some more stuff about it so again if you don't want to you know if you haven't read the comics if you just want to go by the show and everything like that you know just tune out for a little bit hey yo uh, wait hold on i'm just watching the show i'm not reading the comics don't spoil oh, okay. comic book shit oh okay oh okay. I was okay oh okay sorry about that um <laughs> Okay, so but okay, so yeah, another you just because you fucked up and spoiled yourself doesn't mean yeah, we all should. Wait, hold oh. on, the fuck? Oh, okay, but okay, so another big we can talk about another the other reveal with the Walton Goggins character, how he knows that Omni Man did kill the yeah. Guardians, um, and then mm. he sent uh, Dark Blood back to hell. Um, or did he? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so maybe he's maybe he's there as a as a poltergeist you know what i mean maybe he's gonna be just haunting nolan you know possess him i don't know you know what i mean make him make him uh like do that thing they do in horror movies when nolan's washing his face he looks down looks up at the mirror then sees his face you know maybe do something like that um yeah so, but so, it's also very clear that 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 dark blood he cannot get the jump on on man yeah mm. yeah yeah, they make it clear in this episode because uh, they do that like classic noir storytelling of the detective confronting the killer before he has all the evidence. Like, I know you did it. I'm just waiting on you to fuck up so I can catch you. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes for a good cat and mouse game. That's, that's very, very interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it makes for a good cat and mouse game. Um, so yeah, with you know, uh, the fact that, you know, Walton Gargan's character already knows um that you know he's trying to figure out a way the good way to take down omni man is very interesting um so yeah um and then there's another kind of stinger at it with with robot um you know which is also very very interesting and very good as well you know good stuff to lead to the future mm -hmm. um so uh with this um i give this episode i think eh, maybe i'll wait till the season's over with and then i'll just you know i you know maybe just do that i mean with the three episode block i think that was better because you know you could get a general feel of the series and give a rating on that and give people yeah. recommend yeah what yeah once you have like three four episodes you can kind of get a sense of where the show is going you get a sense of the tone of it uh it's easier to judge a show off the first three episodes than it is on just a pilot mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um so do, do you guys have any final thoughts about the episode uh, I'm loving it. Uh, looking forward to the further development between just like whether or not the mom is going to figure out what happened, which really happened. Um, seeing more of whatever the hell Mark is going to be up to next week. Um, that's always fun. <laughs> and then also just to yeah, see what the planet what... genocide is Mark going to cause next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and also you know just of course the cat and mouse game between um omni man and um what's his name again dark blood yep because yeah. i feel like i feel like they had to do they had to do the exorcism just to just to make it see just to give omni man if, the if, sense if nothing that, else just for show yeah 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 just to give him the sense that oh i'm in the clear now we're good hmm because because they made it seem like that was the one guy that could figure it out for sure 
So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, yeah. So very good episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Gonna re- review the next one uh, next week. Weezer. Oh, my, my thoughts, motherfucker. Oh, you didn't get your thoughts. I thought you get your thoughts already. Shit. Yeah. No. Oh, no. my bad. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Nick, let let yeah. Nick speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, my bad. I thought you already gave that. Oh, sorry about that. I, I thought you already gave that. My bad. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, Nick, no, yeah. Cool. but uh, but but yeah, I, I'm praising the show so highly because it's doing something that not a lot of comic book shows do. This truly feels like a comic book come to life. Mm. We talked about like Into the Spider Verse, how it does it in look. This show does it in its episodic format and in its tone. Because uh, the first three episodes, you could essentially read those as like one one trade, one bid uh, collection. Just with how like the title card comes in every episode, it's very much like reading the comic. You get a couple of panels down, and then you see title card. Mm-hmm. And and definitely the cat mouse game between uh, Omni Man and Dark Blood is interesting. But all the like personal relationship stuff, that's just as good as all of it. Mm. Like, uh, the chemistry with, uh, Zazzy Beats and Steven Yeun, it's amazing when you consider that they probably weren't even in the same recording booth. Mm. It, it's mm. cute without being too saccharine. And that relationship is really good. I, and, uh, so is, uh, Sandro and J.K. Simmons. Their chemistry is great. And, again, the tension and the tension building in this show, it's nothing short of incredible. You know Omni-Man is a monster, and yet mm. you're still letting your guard down seeing him interact with mark and with his wife mm-hmm. yeah this is fast coming one of my favorite comic book shows so yeah we'll see how it goes next week what planet why genocide that mark causes again <laughs> yeah. yeah dude um, mark is such a good fuck up <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i guess he's he's just like what, what makes also, think- another thing is Oh. And another thing is, uh, like with the the last shot of the astronauts, and you see one of them, it's like it shapeshifts to fix the flag on his uniform. It was like, was that one of the monsters that killed everyone, or another Martian? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, very very interesting. Yeah. Do you um, think but... they're ever going to go back to that plot line, or is, or do you think that was just like a this week's kind of just like one off? I think if the show is smart they'd save it for like a second or a third season mm. because the show is so so densely packed that mm-hmm. and they only have what eight episodes I feel like mm. if they go back to that within the season it'll just kind of like distract from your main plot line which is Mark and uh, and Nolan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe they'll find a way to work it in maybe the, you know they'll find a way to do something a good voice work by uh, Gmon Hansu, by the way, who was the head of the Martians, dudes. Yeah, that dude is staying getting them comic book checks. Yeah, well, he was I swear, awful. though, every Martian is black without fail. Yeah, in every series ever, <laughs> he just he's just got the voice for it. Gmon Hansu, they talk about Clancy Brown, like Gmon Hansu just has the voice. It's like, you know, if I ever pictured what a Martian would sound like, it's like I think he'd sound like Gmon Hansu. It's like, yeah, this is. This is why, yeah. This is kind of what I think a Martian would sound like if he spoke. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I was like, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, he's pretty good, good voice. Um, but I mean, you know, a lot of things, you know, about you know Mark is just that he's a teenager, mm-hmm. and 
you know, if it's like what a teenager realistically like a teenager. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you yeah. if you gave if you made a teenager invincible, you gave him superpowers. It's like this is what he would do with superpowers, and you know, even <laughs> when he was taking the mission to Mars. And then he's you know trying to talk to his father about it. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, I've been to the moon. He's like, yeah, that's just the moon. That's not really space. You know what I mean? Just going to the moon. <laughs> and the and yeah, the fact that you don't you like this. the fact that you don't know how far Mars away, how far away Mars is, is shows you that you're not. Ready. Yeah, you know, it shows yeah. you your ass should still be in school. <laughs> like the fact that you don't even know where, how far Mars away from Earth is, the fact you should stay there. Yeah, that was um, a good that was a good quip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the writing in it is is very solid, very very good stuff as well in this in this show as well. Um, all right, so uh, moving on from discussing uh, Invincible, we're going to discuss the newest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So uh, in this new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you have uh, John Walker um, and Battlestar, uh, <laughs> you know, going out um, and trying to uh, round up the Flag Smashers, trying to investigate them, and they're running into a lot of dead ends. Um, and at one point they even bust into a supposed hideout for the Flag Smashers, uh, where, you know, they're confronting the dude, um, and this is in Germany, and the dude just straight up spits in his face, and he just, you know, goes, you know, you know, screams in his face, you know, do you know who I am? So it just kind of, it, I mean, it feels like they're building more with the character of John Walker, more of like, you know, people don't see him as Captain America, or they just don't care, you know, especially, you know, like, you know, maybe, maybe Steve Rogers carried that respect. Uh, because the guy just straight up says, you know, just, I don't care who you are. I don't care you're <laughs> Captain America. I don't care you wear a yeah, shield. Know you know exactly I mean? who you are. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't fuck it with America. You know why would I do that? You know what <laughs> I mean. You know, I, I hate red, white, and blue. Those are my least favorite colors. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, I, well, I mean, the, the the major difference between him and Steve is a certain serum <laughs> yeah. that he lacks. <laughs> but I mean, you think that you know he thinks that putting on the shield and mm. then it, you know the costume it carries the same respect as that maybe Steve got and in the respect and the respect Steve got wasn't really the shield or the colors. It was Steve himself. I mean, Steve. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was it was the man behind it, not really yes. the symbols behind. Yes, you know? Steve Rogers is Captain America. You had basically an entire movie in the Winter Soldier where for. 90% of it, he's not even in the suit. He's mm. yeah, he's not in the Captain America uniform, and it's still Captain America. Yeah. Just by how Steve is as a person. And you're getting like to see the cracks in John Walker and something showing somebody that we already knew that we might have been convinced in the previous episode he is not the right guy for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean you know you're dealing with superpower beings, and you're not a superpower being. And you're trying your best. You know what I mean. You get all this responsibility. You're supposed to be America's new golden boy. It's a lot of responsibility. I mean it's tough to to maintain that. Um, so in this one, we also saw the uh, follow up of the last episode where we see both uh, Bucky and both Sam go talk to uh, Baron Zemo, Daniel Brule, and. He's still just as good as ever as Baron Zemo. Daniel Bull is a oh, very, very good actor. He is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, really good. Um, I thought the, I mean, by the way, this is spoilers for the episode, you know, discussing the episode. We're going to, you know, of course, like we always do with a lot of these, discuss them in really great detail. Um, and where Bucky breaks him out of prison. Um, <laughs> don't really know if that's good with his parole. Don't know how that's going to really, you know, happen. You know, he, he, he got busted for missing his, you know, therapy session. I can only imagine, you know, what, what's going to happen to him. Uh, you well, know, 
so I, I mean he's he's already in another country so well, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's in another country and uh and uh john walker vouched for him so mm. he's oh, probably true, true. in the clear as far as that goes true yeah true shout, uh, out, shout out to cap <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so i mean so they bust him out and the, the three of them together mm. you know you know like it does remind you a lot of kind of you know stuff in civil war mm-hmm. you know stuff in in one soldier like that uh, they but, even have a callback to a scene from um i think it was civil war it was where he mm-hmm. was like can you move your seat up he's like you're not gonna move your seat up are you <laughs> you know which was a callback to civil war and the, <laughs> that scene yeah. Um, which I thought was nice. I thought that's what Marvel was good at doing. They're good at the callbacks, they're good at the situations like that. They're, they're very humorous. Like in WandaVision, they had the whole Jimmy Woo, he pulled out the card. Mm. So if you've been, you know, watching, if you saw Ant Man 2, it was like, okay, that was nice. That was cute. Um, so in this one, they, they enlist Daniel Bull's help, Baron Zemo, to uh, help find the leader of the Flag Smashers. And when they give more details about the group, and then this one, they show a lot more kind of with the group. Um, the leader of the group, um, I forgot the actress's name, but she was in Han Solo, the, the that film, um, where she oh, was. She was uh, Aaron Kellyman, who was playing a uh, Carly Mordenthau. Yeah, uh, she was in that movie Solo, um, it, and you know she, here she is in this, and this one gives kind of more, you know, kind of story to them, where it kind of explores mm-hmm. them more, where you see that they're given, you know, shelter, they're given food. Um, you know, they're helping people during this time, especially during the blip, um, you know, after the blip and, you know, how these people do instill loyalty from these other people, you know, across kind of the world, because they do kind of do these charitable services and they're just trying to best. So it's not so kind of black and white with these characters of they're bad. And then, you know, but, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier have to go chase them. It, it's good kind of themes to the show and it adds some dimension to it about what these people are doing. I think what they did with other villains of the Marvel series, like with Killmonger, like with, with Vulture, uh, things like that, which I think is very interesting. What do you guys think about the Flag Smashers as an organization in this group? They're all right. Um, I think they're like a solid like little group. Um, but you know you know why i'm really here but i I do like their motivations um i i I do think that they're like they're they're not the typical oh we want to smash shit where they actually have a goal so i i do i do like and appreciate their goal (laughs) you know yeah and what they what they them it's it's doing what the best movies in the mcu have done previously it's give your villains a realistic and human motivation mm-hmm. they're just downtrodden after the rest of the world came back after the blip and they want to restore it back to the way things were and in their mind make life better for all the people that were displaced by all everyone returning and that's a motivation i can get behind and carly it's a very humanizing moment for her and Erin kellerman she's doing a great job here as as, uh, as an actor and as carrying across that humanity something that we unfortunately didn't get to see in the previous episodes mm. Uh. Mm. yeah uh very much so um and when they're going to you know try to go look for information daniel Brule, apparently you know his character is very very rich baron zemo he's <laughs> 
you know, the fact that, but also how quickly he can have access to all these things just breaking out of prison. It's just like, well, how can he have access to all this stuff still? And he's back in his home country, right? I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's rich. rich. Yeah. No. Yeah, so, yeah, so he, you know, hops on the private jet. Um, and the interactions that the three of them have um, are very good. Like when they're sitting talking on the plane mm-hmm. um, and they're talking about Steve Rogers and, uh, you know, Bucky and, you know they're, they're sitting around i think those also are very good elements you know yeah, yeah. because it gets into more of like you know how both of them saw steve rogers and you know he talks about you know steve's symbol this this pedestal this person who was so perfect that you did put on the pedestal that you just you know idolize in a way mm-hmm. and then you know anybody else is just going to pale in comparison to them to him um and but um, and and Zima also, brings up a good point is like when you see these people as symbols you overlook their flaws yeah like, yeah yeah that was the major thing i took away from that because you know cap did help get zemo's family killed <laughs> which is you know that is a real flaw that with with his character you know yeah also the biggest takeaway trouble man perfect album yeah wait what'd you say also another big takeaway trouble man is a perfect album and facts oh knows who marvin gains facts yeah. zemo is a man of culture yeah <laughs> zemo is yeah he's he woke out here he's like yes yeah. yeah trouble man perfectly and captures the african-american experience it's, it's absolutely a must listen just, just sam sam's reaction is like I mean, he's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I love how he just turns into the needle drop out of nowhere. Can we get more Zemo album reviews? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and when they're going to like when they go undercover to go meet uh, Zemo's kind of lead and everything like that, mm. and he's like, and then Sam's like, "Well, I'm, I'm look at me, I'm dressed like a pimp." He's like, oh, "Only an American ideology would mean like a black man who's dressed high fashion forward." Fashion, like, only yeah. only an American would think a fashion forward black man is a pimp. Yeah, it's you like, know, I mean, you look, you look fantastic. You look great. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was like, that was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, re-examine my personal biases. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, woke, woke Zemo out here. Yeah, just going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, huh? yeah. Zemo's you know. a man of culture. Yeah, he, he, he already thinks somehow is become. Baron Zemo is somehow the most woke character in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that also uh, was kind of funny, too, though, uh, when um, they get to Peggy's place. Uh, no, not Peggy. Um, uh, Sharon. Sharon's place. And they're looking at the museums, I mean, the uh, paintings and stuff like that. And Sam's just like, all right, so I know you guys have been around the world and everything, but like. <laughs> You yeah. don't need to. You don't need to roast me about it. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm. You know, I know you guys are worldly. Looked at all these, you know, because like she um, has a business where she kind of what do they say she sells uh, paintings, right? She sells yeah. art, like she sells stolen art. Yeah, she helps fence stolen art, um, things like that. So, uh, yeah, that that was a, a very good scene. And when Sharon comes back in this, uh, because so when they go uh, meet. Zemo's lead and they have to go undercover and Winter mm-hmm. Soldier has to be the Winter Soldier like he was, like people remember like he was, and he has to snap back into that mindset, Bucky does. I thought that was very interesting, you know? Yeah, I was hoping um, that they were going to do that. I, I low-key was hoping that uh, he was going to snap and he was going to uh, pretend to be the Winter Soldier for a second when he was talking to Zemo to get info. Um, 
Yeah, That's I thought, I thought yeah. initially he was going to try to do, but yeah, I thought that would have been way, funny or something like that. They could do. Yeah, yeah, but the way they do it here is perfect, just just as well, you know. Just like, yeah, yeah. So I thought so that that action scene when he beats you know those guys up and everything like that, um, I thought that was very good. We you know completely snaps back into that Winter Soldier personality is you know really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know when they meet his lead, things go awry. And then Sharon Carter, she's the person that steps in to save them. Um, it turns out, you know, you figure out what she's been up to since the events. Because we haven't seen her since Civil War. Um, mm. after, was she at the funeral in Endgame? I don't think so, right? Was she? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because um, I, so, I, I still don't, I still think she was probably on the run still. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's yeah, probably still on the run after that. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, so you find out after the events of that at Civil War, um, where you know basically they turned against the government, you know went against the Sokovia Accords, that she's been on the run this whole time. Um, she's been the person, um, you know, like the rest of them got pardons, like Bucky, like Sam, like Wanda, and it's kind of messed up because like she did the least out of all of what they did. <laughs> I mean, you know, like he I murdered. Mean, tons. I mean, she did steal the shield. That's government property, my guy. They don't be but, they don't be fucking around with that. But Bucky was a Nazi. He was a former Nazi. They gave him a pardon. And it's like, bro, you are hey, a former Nazi. Wanda you know this country deals with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then you had you know, that's true, but you know, then you had Wanda. You had Wanda, she blew up a whole building. She blew up a building, burned people up, you know what I mean? And like and she worked with Ultron, you know, it's mm. like, damn, you can't throw a pardon my way, you giving all these pardons away. Falcon, they gave Gave him a pardon, like damn. I guess there's like it. a superhero privilege. I, I guess they so, don't get yeah. Paid, but they do get privileges. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that that superhero privilege because she didn't get nothing and she had to go yeah. on the run. Yeah. Um, you know, now she's you know kind of living on the grid, selling fenced art, um, which I thought was very good. And now how she's kind of as jaded as she is. And when you look at her experiences, because when you first saw Winter Soldier. That whole experience where she worked for Shield and then Shield turned out to be a, a Nazi psyop, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Nazi mm-hmm. operation, everything like that. Like that was there. Then she went. I think after that, she they had a scene where she went to the CIA. Um, after that, um, and then she worked under the um, uh, Martin Freeman character. She worked under him, and that was a situation where she was like, okay, well, this is kind of bad too because of the whole Sokovia Accord. So, you know, now she has this very jaded experience of America of the american government which you know you obviously should have um very much so and you know how she kind of has experience it's like you know you believe all that captain america stuff red white and blue <laughs> stuff you know that's just ridiculous um uh, and you know i thought that was a very good update to her character um yeah. everything like that um uh, nick what did you uh think about sharon coming back um in this episode It's interesting, especially because when you consider that uh, that right after the events of Civil War, that's when Cap and and uh, Sam and all of them, that's when they were on the run. So there was nobody around to enough for Sharon to say. And also they were granted war criminals. And after Infinity War, it's essentially, yeah, the world's in chaos. We don't care. Mm. And... Mm. And she just kind of fell by the wayside. We don't know what happened in the five years between uh, Infinity War and now, as far as Sharon Carter goes. If she could have been, like, 
already deep into the criminal underworld at that and Steve might have not even known that she was around. He probably thought she was dusted like everybody else. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, and, you know, in this episode, she's helping them. Um, you know, they work together. You know, if Sam agrees that he gives her a pardon, gives one of them good pardons, you know what I mean? You know, apparently the president in this universe, he's tossing them around like candy. He's getting everybody pardoned, apparently. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just like, say, hey, you get a pardon. Oh, you're a former Nazi. Don't worry, you get a pardon. You Everybody but I mean? the Tiger King. Yep. Former Nazi, but you also fought with the So, all right, pardon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you fought you fought to save the universe at the end of the world, so you know, in end game, so there you go. Okay, fine. Yeah, maybe, so yeah, well, I, maybe that was what qualified for the party. <laughs> you know, you had to you had to be at the big battle at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you also had to provide proof that you were there too, yeah. Yeah. yeah you had to have a selfie that you were there. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Sharon could have said she was there. She was like, I was, I was with that whole female team up shot. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see me. I was kind of in the back, you know. You, you didn't see. It I was behind Captain Marvel. She was glowing, and you probably didn't get a good see me. But I was there. I was behind her. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I was, I was behind Okoye. You probably couldn't see. I, the staff was blocking my face. You know what I mean? Like, I understandable, but I was there. You know, but um, yeah. I mean, she probably would have done a better job there than I don't know Mantis probably. Like she probably would have maybe done something better, you know. Uh, yeah. But this, I mean, as you can see in this episode, she could fight. She has hands. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. No, I for I don't remember her being that that skilled um, in the in the prior movies. But like her in this, she is ruthless, and I love it. I actually yeah. wanted to but, see more of her. Well, she she was a, she was a shield agent mm. specifically assigned to protect Captain America. So mm. yeah, it's very clear that yeah, she is a badass. Yeah, and she yeah. got a ton of bodies in this episode alone. Yeah, <laughs> um, they gave her they gave her her fucking John Wick scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she she does a very good job in this. I mean, you saw a little bit of a little taste of it, like her in Civil War. Mm -hmm. um things like that but uh here you get to see a lot more of it and you know good fight scene good you know choreography she has with a lot of the people here um so in this one so she helps them find the scientist who created the super soldier serum the serum that the flag smashers are using they go um to the scientist um and he explains how he came up with the serum um he brings up isaiah bradley had they had the american who had you know the version of the serum where they could, you know, had extracted from his blood and he could make mm. a more perfect version of it, a version that had no faults with it, a version that didn't make you, you know, human growth, didn't get, it wasn't like an over-exaggerated human growth hormone that made you like super big like Captain America, um, you know, made him taller, bigger, you know, something, or something that, that made you look like uh, the, something that made you look like the abomination. Yeah, something that made you like the abomination, something that drove you crazy, you know what I mean? That that it made you psychotic. Um, something that, you know, you had to kind of stick in yourself, you know, every, you know, kind of few hours. Like cause I think the character in Jessica Jones, um, that character in season two, I believe it was, I think he had to have like he had a version of like something of the serum. He had to kind of like keep injecting himself with it. Um, this one is like just seems like there's really seems like you know we look at the flag smashers there's no fault with the serum they seem perfectly in sound mind yeah. there's nothing physically wrong with them and so it's like yeah it does seem like a very good version of the serum um that you would see so it's chill yeah and you know <laughs> 
And when he's explaining all this and Zemo hears him, I mean, he just, you see the disgust kind of in his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Zemo, he just, just ups and shoots him, you know what I mean? And that's what, <laughs> and that's what happened, you know what I mean? We just let Zemo out. He's going to do some shit like that. Um, and ends up just burning the whole kind of his whole laboratory down and everything like that. Um, and, you know, with this episode, you know, to, to kind of wrap up everything with that, um, you see a great reveal uh, from an agent from Wakanda. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot, I forgot that um, her name. Uh, does anybody remember her name exactly? No. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it was, well, it was the... Did she have a name yeah. in, the, in the movie? Let's be real. Yeah, she. I mean, she. She had. A, I believe she did have a name, but she's very recognizable. Okay. Yeah. She was the move, or you will be moved. You yeah. know, from uh, Civil War, she was talking to Black Widow, um, and she's been following. But you find out at the very end, she's been following Sam and Bucky and things like that, uh, which was very cool. That how he knew that because he he knows the tricks. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. he spent some time. Like I said, we. You know, he spent some time in Wakanda. You know, the White Wolf. You know what I mean? Um, he just, yeah, he, he picked up some few tricks and everything like that, which was yeah, pretty nice to see. Recognize some tech. Yeah, yeah, um, which was really nice. Um, so, you know, overall, you know, what did you think about this episode, Jay? I liked it. Um, it was fun to see uh, Sharon in in this way <laughs> with this development. Um, I never knew that Zemo was the addition to the partnership that was uh falcon and, and winter soldier that i needed to see they are the they are they might be one of the funniest like little groups in in the mcu just like their dynamic even though you know what happened happened um their dynamic is fun to watch um i'm looking forward to seeing more of them together um hmm. Because I didn't expect Zemo to be used in this capacity. I thought, you know, he was going to be the villain of this season. Um, so to see him more so in like an anti-hero situation where he's just like, look, y'all want to stop the serum. I want to stop the serum. I hate superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just makes sense, you know, it, like, yeah. you know. Um, puts on the mask. You see him in his full yeah, trip. Yeah, he puts you on the mask. Mean? He yeah, goes to town on them, on, on some bounty hunters. That was fun um yeah honestly just a just a good time just a good time yeah, um what yeah. do you think nick uh i agree with you i did not know i needed to see uh sam bucky and zemo as as a team because daniel Brule, he's having the time of his life he is chewing up he is chewing up scenery like it's mm and he is so good at it just yeah. playing opposite playing the the anti-hero to Sam and Bucky because like you I thought he was going to be one of the main villains of the show which I'm genuinely surprised that's not the case and I'm more curious to see if we're going to see flashbacks to Bucky's time in Wakanda mm-hmm. I'm curious to see that relationship with uh, Ao, which is uh, that character's name I probably looked it up on IMDB mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious to see how they play uh, how they add john walker back into the mix because it's very clear that with his resources he is just hitting dead end after dead end so is he gonna do like he did with the first time and just tracking sam down and Hmm. using him and taking all the credit for their work because they do them like that Hmm. 
Yeah. yeah um and speaking of which we didn't really talk much about like the uh power broker character um who i think they're doing a i, I don't know if this character is supposed to be the big bad of this season yeah. but um I, that, I think they're doing a decent enough job of setting up their like sort of mystery you know yeah and like I their think, presence i think with the power broker I, I, I think it's gonna be a thing with the flag smashers i think they have too much of the gray area kind of ideology to be just mm. the straight villains of the show so you need somebody i think the power broker is a situation where he's manipulating them and playing mm. off their you know anger their fear kind of get them to do what they want to do and and their their nature to kind of do some goodwill mm-hmm. um and i think that's going to be revealed and then that you know it's going to be more against going against the power broker even though in this episode you see the flash smashers get a little bit more you know violent in nature um, where they're, you know, they grab some food from this facility, this place, and then uh, they kind of blow it up with the people inside. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you see kind of them getting a little bit more uh, kind of violent in their nature because they said that's the only language that these people respond to, you know? Um, so, uh, but, I mean, you know, so I, I think it's going to be a thing where they're just not going to be the real straight villains. I think, you know, the power broker is really going to be the main guy that they go after. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, already, um, ju- I, I like i like the power broker their presence better as a villain than i do the flag smashers i'm i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> just just the this the mystery the ominous yeah, nature. yeah yeah like mm. just just the fact that they were able to get the entire city to chase down bucky and uh and, and sam at the at the snap of a text <laughs> yeah um yeah. That, that which was, was cool. <laughs> yeah, which was really cool when they went to that kind of like that city and kind of it kind of looked like kind of like cyberpunk kind of yeah, a little bit. Was, you know yeah, I mean? it really did. It, <laughs> yeah, it was like wow, this this is cyberpunk I wanted to, to play in this world. It's like yeah. wow, it's really dope and people dress like it's kind of like you know kind of you know cyberpunk futuristic looking. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. dressed kind of funky looking. I'm like wow, this this is kind of cool you know what i mean but i thought that that was a pretty nice um addition in there you know kind of made me want to go to germany a little bit I was like, I'm is that is that where this, this was supposedly taking place major uh, yeah major point yeah because did they say that was in germany or was it or, no that was somewhere else that wasn't i'm sorry that was somewhere else okay i, I don't know i i, yeah, I just was- assumed magic was sounded something like a like a like a like a secondhand Singapore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, so maybe that was yeah somewhere else. Yeah, I think because they yeah because they hop on a plane and leave Germany mm. and go somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so that was my mistake. Sorry about that. No. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought... I'm, I'm just guessing because the name sounds like a secondhand Singapore. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know where Mandapore is. <laughs> they said it's like in the South Indonesian islands. Uh... Oh okay. Okay, so yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like around yeah. India, and you know, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, because like with yeah. Sokovia, kind of just being like a, like a Russia Ukraineish kind of thing, like it, yeah, like Mandapore just sounded like Singapore to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those uh, fictional Marvel countries. Yeah, that yeah. Like. Uh, like uh, Liberia, very much uh, Latvia. Um, mm. uh, fucking, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting other examples, but yeah, Madripoor is essentially like Singapore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, but um, uh, so Nick, what, what are your uh, final thoughts on this episode? Uh, final thoughts. Um, I just love the whole whole uh, odd couple dynamic between Sam and Bucky, which is explored more here. I like my favorite moment of the episode was uh, seeing Zemo interact with Sam and Bucky and just kind of breaking down who they are as people and seeing him operate in the world and seeing how much fun Daniel Brule was having. Um, Sharon Carter, she was a very welcome addition back into the fold, especially seeing how disillusioned she's come with the whole idea of America. Uh, I like that they took the time to humanize uh, the Flag Smashers in this because mm. you get to spend more time with them than in the previous episodes and their interaction it was it was cool to see and aaron kellerman doing a great job in this um where i think the episode falls short again it falls short only because it is as short as there's only like a network hour of tv it might pay off later Mm -hmm. but it is again just the world building and show that the scientist working on the serum he could finish it because yeah he got dusted <laughs> that sucks <laughs> uh chase what about you what are your final thoughts here yeah uh it was another good episode um just like we were saying like it's a fun time um my only my only slight criticism is like uh not so much a critique but more so just like anticipation for what the end game villain for the season is going to be because i don't i'm just not convinced that the flag smashers are the people we're rooting against it's just not they're just not if they if they do end up being the villains uh it's fine i'm sure we're gonna get a a nice action scene out of them but i'd much rather whoever this power broker character is kind of be like the mysterious secret reveal (laughs) you know what i'm saying um so i don't know they just seem that that whole mystery just seems a lot more intriguing to me as a villain than the flag smashers do as villains you know um yeah i I think uh, one of my critiques with this episode um if i had any um I think, you know, just as far as, you know, them setting up the power broker the way they are, you know, sometimes, you know, those payoffs isn't going to be as satisfying as what you hope the buildup is, is, you know, is. And that's mm-hmm. tough, you know what I mean? If you build up something like this, is the reveal going to be satisfying? Um, the whole thing with him breaking them out of prison and everything like that, don't know how that's all going to fall out. Don't know how they're going to let them slide on that one so Bucky won't be locked up or Sam won't be locked up or anything like that uh you know so curious to see how they figure you know figure that one out um see if they're going to pick up the plot line with sharon carter she's going to come back uh mm-hmm. at some point just in this series or just in future mc projects i think she is a good character i don't think she got utilized all that well in the movies because she was such a you know like i said with a lot of these shows it gives you a chance to explore more of the second secondary characters the tertiary characters that were in these movies so i hope she does come back in future you know in future stuff uh, where you get to kind of see her. Is she, was she slated to be in another MCU Disney Plus show? I, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I think, I hope they pick up that plot line where she does come back mm-hmm. uh, later on and she does get a part in. I, I hope they do that. Do that. Um, so, with this series, I thought it was a solid episode. Uh, thought it was 
very good um you know interested to see where they pick it up uh next episode yeah. um so um that is it everybody we wrapped up uh that was everything hey we made some good time this is probably the best time <laughs> that we have ever done doing <laughs> doing topics on this like I, I think we should give ourselves a round of applause that was pretty great i mean you know yeah that was pretty awesome you know <laughs> um yeah like almost an hour and 30 that's that's pretty good people i mean it's usually we don't think we didn't review Ca- concrete cowboy <laughs> um yeah if we review concrete cowboy yeah that would have been i wanted to, i wanted to review that um the movie was idris elba mm. um and uh caleb uh mclaughlin uh, uh, mclaughlin and uh who's the kid from stranger things and everything like that now he's a teenager now like more of an you know, adult teenager it's like crazy how fast you know what i mean like the, you just you know, weird kind of crazy how fast time just kind of flies when you first saw them in stranger things like millie bobby brown and um godzilla i mean and uh just recently we saw her in godzilla versus king kong it's like oh yeah millie bobby brown oh yeah she's she's getting a lot older now and he's getting like everybody's yeah it's like crazy time flies um, time flies yeah, yeah it's just like wow yeah time is really flying um so i, I did want to really check out that movie because it does look very good that movie that's on netflix um starring andrew selva and caleb mclaughlin um, maybe if nothing comes is anything coming out next week um we'll have to see um okay. what comes up of course we got to review falcon when a soldier next week of course we're going to be doing that uh, i'm talking about movie wise invincible next week yeah movie wise uh we have to check we have to check and see movie wise what what comes out next week i have to go look uh and check out we'll see uh but if nothing else comes out we might as well you know yeah yeah Yeah. uh might as well yeah um so uh, um great show guys really great show um hey to all you people out there listening to this uh hey check out all our links uh twitch uh dot com uh, slash the afternoon tune um i'm 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 planning on streaming today saturday and sunday but i'm having a little stuff with my internet it's been kind of iffy i don't know like i i called because i have xfinity i don't know what you guys have i have xfinity and um there was a situation where they said like well the speed what you're paying for is not the speed you're getting i'm supposed to be getting like 200 megabits per second download but i'm only getting like 100 um so i don't know so they 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 said they're gonna send a technician out here to me and everything like that so hopefully i get all that to stop using mcdonald's (laughs) wi-fi well i mean that's that's what xfinity's doing so you know i'm I'm going by with your wi-fi yeah um i I mean so i mean i don't live in probably the best of places that's probably just the infrastructure is crap that might be what it is i mean it could be a million reasons sometimes with internet why it's kind of iffy and everything like that but i'll try to get that fixed try to get that worked out hopefully you know do the streaming so chase is spared another week for me to to, for him to catch that ale and smash and spared another week um you can also catch us out we're on instagram (laughs) uh we are telling yourself that never help you sleep at night uh instagram.com uh we're at there at afternoon tune uh we're also on tiktok tiktokers selling that data to china we're getting chips in us from china via the vaccine and we're also uh selling our information yep. to china yep i already got i already got my chip yeah i'm already got nick already got his i'm waiting to get implanted 
soon uh, <laughs> we're going chip. full communist in america <laughs> yeah um yeah. so uh you know uh we're gonna be doing that so we're on tiktok of course facebook facebook.com slash we have a page there as well you can check out our content as well of course we're on youtube at youtube.com slash african tune like subscribe comment boost us up 82 subscribers now you know joined up there so hopefully get that boosted up of course we're on uh wherever you listen to podcasts like apple Podcasts, like spotify hugely it helps us out if you review the episodes five stars give a nice rating review that helps us out a lot so i think you know if you all could do that that'd be super great um chase where can people find you you can find me at mr chase mac um that's spelled m-r-c-h-a-y-s-e-m-a-c on twitter twitch and instagram where can they find you nick you can find me, Twitter, Instagram, at NightNDayNick. That's N-I-G-H-T, the letter N-D-A-Y, Nick. And awesome. where is Bubbles? Bubbles is uh, <laughs> on her way to the vet right now. But, oh, okay. no, here she is. Here she is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you uh, know we, we gotta go. have our, our camera, fourth, at least. <laughs> our, uh, our fourth host here. Yeah. It's like, uh, you can follow her Instagram, uh, at uh, B-U-B, period, uh, B-L-E-S, 0922. Mm, very, very awesome. So you can follow her, uh, follow Nick, uh, follow Chase uh, on Twitch, him playing that weak-ass Persona 5, uh, him being him being bad at it, um, you know what I mean? Um, so I always, I always jump in that, I always jump in the chat. Comment. You jump in for like two seconds just to talk shit and then hop out, and then you hop back oh, in I'm... an hour later to check out. <laughs> If I'm still streaming yeah, you, to talk you more shit. Pop in troll. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I pop in to see, you know, how well he's playing. I'm like, yeah. oh, this dude. I mean, I mean, he's still playing like ass. Let me hop out. See, Let me go back. Let me see if he's still playing like ass. Oh, yeah. See, this is how I know like... he's not a true friend. Because he'll like, because you could lurk, right? You could like, you know, just have me on a separate tab and then mute the tab. He don't even do that. I see I see the view count dip, rise and dip every time Josh decides to pop in and talk shit. No, sometimes sometimes I have you open on my PS5. I'll have the Twitch open and I'll have oh, you on okay. my screen. Oh, and I'll, I'll watch you and I'm like, oh, this dude being a bum again. Playing Persona 5. Okay. Being a bum. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You know okay. what I mean? I, I, watch, I watch your play. You know, you you know, I watch you. You know what I mean? Don't worry. Okay. Um. So, yeah, you can check him out doing that, playing that Persona 5. You know, I think he's still playing the tutorial. He's been playing that game for three weeks. I actually, just, I actually just beat it. Don't, don't oh, you lies. just beat it. Don't oh, tell okay. lies. <laughs> um, so, all right, people. Uh, we'll head out here. Um, great, great talking. Um, you know, great time. You know, hope you really enjoy the podcast. I know Chase is gonna be happy about that. He has to edit it, so I know he's gonna oh, be yeah. happy about that. I love um, that. I love this time. Yeah. Hour thirty four. Um, yeah. Uh, so to all you people up there, hope you enjoy listening. To this. Hope you get a good time, and don't forget to always stay, stay tuned. tuned.